Welcome to It's Art, Let's Talk About It, a podcast sponsored by the Museum of Western Art in Kerrville, Texas. Located in the heart of the Texas Hill Country, the museum is dedicated to the preservation and promotion of the American West, especially through the art of the West. In this podcast series, we will visit with artists, art collectors, and gallery directors working in the Western art genre. We'll talk about the history and heritage of Western art, and we'll talk about why talking about Western art is so important. I'm Daryl Beecham, the executive director of the museum, and I'll be your host for It's Art. Let's talk about it. The podcast is a member of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. This episode of It's Art, Let's Talk About It, Museum of Western Art Executive Director Daryl Beecham visits with Mark McKenna. They discuss Mark's journey from dentistry to full-time artist and painting his passion of wildlife. I know you'll enjoy this episode of It's Art. Let's talk about it. And we're joined today by our good friend, Mark McKenna. Let's talk about your art for just a second. Let's talk about, well, I guess the first question I always have is, are, are you one of those guys who knew you were going to be a painter from the time you were three years old, or is it something that evolved? Tell me about how, how you evolved into the art world. Um, so it was definitely an evolution. Um, I knew from a young age I liked art. Um, and I, I recognized that um, it was something I loved to do. But I, I think growing up, I kind of always had the, the concept of starving artists in my brain. I'm, I'm like the only kid in my family that's really artistic or at least really kind of even tried to develop it. And it's just been one of those things that, for lack of a better way to say it, it, it almost like it was, it, not that it was forced on me, but just things worked out and, and doors opened and, and anyway, it's, it's been a really incredible journey, but it definitely wasn't from the get go. I didn't, I had no clue I was going to be an artist when I was little. So. So I mean, you remember when you first decided I'm going to be an artist? You know, I think, I think it was probably in high school that I recognized that I was going to make art probably for my entire life. Yeah. Um, but as far as trying to make it a, an actual career and try to sell art and make a living, that was definitely not even on my radar. I had, I had no, no, even, I, I didn't, I don't think I even had a belief that I could make a living as an artist. I just, every artist I'd ever met was really poor and, and just <laughs> scraping by. <laughs> and, and so it was like, I, and I, I've always wanted a family and I'm like, well, I've got to do something that can provide for a family. So what was your fallback position? What were you going to go to school for? You know, when I started school, I was going to be a dentist. Really? Yeah. Yep. That was my, my initial plan. And, and as I got closer to that, um, I, I was still actually an art major, um, but I was also doing all of the, the anatomy and physiology and, and science classes, you know, the kind of the pre-med, you know, route. Um, but one of my professors, he, he was a professional illustrator 
And he was just teaching at the college that I was at. What just, college? Um, that was Brigham Young University, Idaho. Okay. And so he was just an adjunct, adjunct professor there just because he loved to teach. And when he saw my art and we got to know each other better, he kind of took me aside and and especially once he heard that I was planning to be a dentist, he thought that was the dumbest thing he ever heard. And, <laughs> and uh, he kind of gave me a kick in the pants telling me that why on earth would I ever I even did. consider working in people's mouths when I could actually create beautiful things. Well, I mean, that's really a, I guess a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and every day I think about the potential of me being a dentist. I am so grateful for that man who <laughs> corrected me and I think I would have been miserable. So, well, for any of the dentists listening to this podcast, we're sorry, Mark didn't join your ranks, but we're real <laughs> pleased that he joined the, the world of Western art and, uh, why Western art or do you consider yourself a Western artist? You know, that's an interesting question. I think because I'm painting animals, mostly wildlife, but also a lot of domestic animals, I would say it's Western. I think typically people, when they think of Western, they think of cowboys and, and Indians and things like that. And I have painted a couple cowboy pieces before, right? but, but my, my forte, my go-to and my bread and butter is, is in the wildlife, these animal portraits and, and kind of intimate scenes with these animals. And so I would say, yeah, especially because my animals typically are more, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't yeah. say it's like the stereotypical Western art. And was that your first love? You know, I painted a lot more landscapes early on. And, and what was interesting is as I look back, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. <laughs> um, I, I had rose-colored glasses, which was probably a blessing when it came down to it. I liked what I was painting. But I feel like my animals were, at least early on, definitely a step or two above what I was doing with landscapes. For those listeners who want to play along, so to speak, as we're having this conversation, Mark McKenna Studios, is that the, the correct? Yeah, markmckennastudios.com is my website, or if you're on like social media, it's Mark McKenna Studios. Because yeah. we have a lot of people, as they listen to a podcast, they'll sit down at their typewriter, you know, at their computer, and they'll, they'll play along, if you will. They'll look at the websites. We found that to be a real popular and of course we'll post pictures and steal you know screen images or placing on our website on our podcast website yeah so that people can see your work as they're listening to the podcast but markmckennastudios.com or social media you can go out to twitter facebook find mark mckenna yep on on instagram and facebook it's mark mckenna studios mark okay mark mckenna studios yep when you know, when you finally made the decision to become a full-time working artist, how tough a decision was that? You know, honestly, it, it took me a while. So kind of the career route that I ended up taking was I, I ended up getting a BFA in illustration. Okay. And as I was getting close to, to graduating, I ended up double majoring into education. 
art education. Okay. And, and that was actually what, where I ended up going first was I became a teacher. I taught high school art uh, for a total of eight years. And seven of those years were in the Cody, Wyoming area. I was at Cody High School, one of the two art teachers there. And it was awesome. That's um, a fabulous place for art. Yeah, exactly. So I landed in, in the perfect spot. Yeah. You know, I'm an hour away from Yellowstone, you know, so I, I have that wonderful resource of wildlife and, and, you know, Grand Teton National Park. Just this whole part of the state is just a wonderful place for anybody who likes wildlife. And, and so it was the, as I look back, I just think it was, you know, divine intervention. Um, I was placed right where I needed to be to get the inspiration I needed and, and, and a place where I could grow my career um, in, an, in a very organic way without a lot of pressure. I wasn't worried about selling because I was making a living as a teacher. And, and over, I think it was, well, in 2013, I did a workshop with Greg Beecham. And if anybody who's listening in knows wildlife art, they know Greg Beecham. And just a phenomenal painter and human. And, and he ended up kind of becoming a mentor to me. And over, you know, the next five years, really, it was from 2013 to 2018, I was building my art career kind of off the ground. And, and it was in 2018, it was that 2017, 18 year that I ended up, that was when I quit after that. And so, you know, five years after working with Greg and that initial workshop and, and starting to go to shows and make connections, it was, it was kind of a awesome roller coaster, but in a, in a really good way, a really great trajectory. Every year just got better. And by the time I did quit teaching, it was actually pretty, um, uh, a very smooth transition, I would say. Do you remember your first art show? I would say the one that really kind of opened my eyes to being able to make a living was the one up in Great Falls, Montana, with the Charlie Russell Museum. You're familiar with them, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah, and uh, and so I was. I went to the Heritage Inn, and I I had a room, and I brought like 16 paintings and I borrowed panels from somebody. And anyway, it was, it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, but I, my work was really well received and I was really well received. And yeah, I, I was, sold it. I was at the Charlie Russell in, in March in Montana, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, when you, before you were, you know, yep. before you were there, but I know many of the same people that you know, and you mentioned all the places and yeah, I've been there, done that. So yeah. Yeah. I will give them uh, props, if you will, or, you know, attaboys for Great Falls puts on a tremendous art show. They really do. And, and the CM Russell Museum is dear to my heart, as you know. Yeah. But they, uh, yeah, they're one of the big dogs in the, in the hunt, you know, of the yeah. art. So absolutely. You, and, you know, you know, to get immersed in that one, that, that was a good start. A amen. And that really, as I look back on that, what a, what a blessing that was getting connected because there's just so many artists and there's so many connections to be made there with galleries. And, and it was just kind of like, I got my feet wet, but I just pretty much dove in from that point on. 
um, and met all the right people and and every year it just got better there and and then I was starting to get introduced to to people who are involved in different museum shows and anyway it's just been it's been a pretty flipping awesome ride in addition to the Museum of Western Art here in Kerrville uh, and we just sold one of your your lovely pieces the box what was it in the, the limelight the, the, the coyote in the limelight yeah limelight you know what a wonderful piece that is and it's sitting up in the in the main gallery on the you know an end wall it just looks like a million bucks and of course we sold it opening night which we were thrilled about yeah in addition Me to <laughs> yeah in addition to the 40th roundup exhibition to sell here at the museum of western art what other shows are you you currently involved in so i you know being in wyoming i um i have started to be involved in the western visions show which is with the national museum of wildlife art in jackson right yeah for the last venue. couple of years right. say that again perfect venue for you by the way absolutely yeah, yeah it's, it's they do right anything around jackson is wildlife and it's, that's just that's my that's my forte um i've also uh, the last three years now been involved with the buffalo bill art show with right. the, the museum in cody and so those two are the ones that are close close to home um the the charlie russell obviously the the briscoe museum down in san antonio not far away right yep close to close to home for you guys I've been with them now. I think it's, I just, I think this is my fourth year with them. Um, and, and now this is my second year with you guys. And then I do the small works, great wonders show with the, the cowboy museum in Oklahoma city. Um, and as, so those are the, the main shows that I, that I paint for. Talk about your painting day for us. People listening, they, they like hearing from the artist about, you know, what's your typical day look like? Do you paint um, every day, for example? I if if I don't have some other crazy stuff going on on my schedule and some of my side projects that I'm working on, I am I am painting in the studio. From usually, I get home. Um, I have some some church stuff in the morning that I go do, and then and then after that, I'm home around nine. So between nine nine thirty, I'm in the studio paint till about lunchtime. Um, I have a break and then I'm painting till about five or six at night. So, you know, it's kind of like the typical nine to five um, that I've turned it into just because if I'm going to wait for inspiration, I, I wouldn't paint very often. You know, it, 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 it just is something that you just have to do. And not that I don't love it, by all means, I, I, I love what I do and I'm really grateful that I have it. But it's, it's not like I'm always just having rainbows pouring into my studio and you know and and that you know incredible inspiration that everybody i think kind of um you know maybe you romanticize about a little bit um but it's recently on this podcast it's art let's talk about it i've, I've interviewed people like herman walker and billy shank and both of them have been in the business 50 years you know wow yeah and you know, I asked them the question that I, I ask everybody, and that is, what advice would you give to young people starting out? But you're one of the young people, you know. Right. <laughs> but, but you still offer the advice as a working now professional artist who's doing well, making a name for yourself in the in the art world. What advice would you give 
you know, give somebody who's, you know, where you were 10 years ago? That's a great question. I would say to, to paint what you love. Um, if you, if you're seriously and sincerely interested in the work that you are creating subject matter wise, style wise, you are going to, it's going to be so much easier for you to engage in this in the long run. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I did so well early on is, you know, because I had that teaching gig, I was able to really just focus on growing where I wanted to grow. Right. And so I would say number one is paint what you love. Second is paint as often and as much as you can. Um, you know, you've, you've got to be consistent, create, create a consistent work schedule, just like anything. If you don't use it, you get rusty. You know, a car sits in the shop for, or out in the shed for, for six months, you're gonna have to do some work to it before you're going to get it running again. And so having that consistency is going to help you create momentum. And then, and then, you know, I would say make a lot of paintings. I think a lot of artists will start a painting and then they won't finish it because they don't like it. And then it kind of just floats around the studio and they have a lot of like 20 unfinished products or projects. Right. And, and nothing's actually complete. And for me, it's like a, I, I get a painting done and I move on. And I get another. I'm never working on multiple paintings at a time because I'm 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 solving all the problems, and I'm pushing through it um, to completion, and then and then I move on. Well, and that's that's a question I usually ask artists: is that how many works do you have going at one time? You know, Billy Shank, for example, the, the famous pop artist, he may have eight or ten paintings going at one time. Wow, it works that way. And I know yeah. other artists who. You know, they start one, they start another, they start another. My good friend Jason Skull, the sculptor, you know, he'll have 15 projects going at one time, right? I mean, but you you say you work on one thing at a time. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And almost without exception, I've always done that. Do you, do you ever abandon a painting? There have been a couple, but honestly... <laughs> Honestly, I I try to uh, I try to finish. I get to a point where it's like, okay, this is done. Um, I won't. I will admit that there's paintings that I've destroyed <laughs> after the after they're done. Um, you know, they're just not great. They're not my best work. I you know you you don't always hit a grand slam, and sometimes I need to the middle of your painting, breaking it in half or throwing it in the dumpster and light it on fire that's that's kind of therapeutic just take the scraper and just get rid of it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. our guest yeah. today on it's art let's talk about it is mark mckenna a friend of the museum of western art here in kerrville texas and mark talk about mentors for a second let's just talk about them you mentioned you know one of my favorite wildlife artists and that's greg beecham uh same pronunciation of names but right. not spelled the same you know, people ask us all the time if we're related, and gosh, I'd like to be related to, to Greg, but <laughs> he's one of those great guys. But talk about mentors and people who've helped you in your career. This time, maybe time for a shout out here. Yeah, well, you know, Greg Beecham, hands down, has been more influential than anybody else. I I look up to a lot of artists by all means, I, and I have a lot of people that I I look at their work and I'm inspired by. But as far as somebody who's actually been that mentor role greg beecham takes the cake he 
uh, I, I did a workshop with him. Like I said earlier, uh, it was in 2013. It was my first wildlife workshop and my work immediately jumped in quality. Just right. there was a connection that I made with him, his work, his process. And it was, it was so exciting to me because I was starting to, to, to create work that I was starting to be thrilled, thrilled with, you know, the quality, the texture, um, just the feel of my work, just, just bumped up, you know, significantly. And, and I was able to actually get one of the paintings that he did in that workshop. So I have it on my wall. It's in my studio here. And, um, but I, I would like, he gave me his contact information. I had his email on his cell phone and I, and I, I tried not to abuse it, but I would ask him a question. And sometimes I get the res this response. It's like two pages long, you know, where, where he is just giving me everything that he, he can even think of that's relative to my question or my, my issues. And he was just so generous and kind and, and just bent over backwards to, to help me out. And I think, I think he knew that I was I was a sponge. I was so ready to to just take everything and anything in that I could get from him because I was hungry. I was hungry for that that success and that growth. Um, and so I think it was fun for him, you know, to 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 give that to somebody right. who who was who was excited about it, um, who was applying what they were learning. So I think that makes sense as to why he might um, have been so, so, you know, so generous. But I think I've heard from a lot of other artists that, that he's, he's been the same way, just super generous. And yeah, and he's been painting a long time. I mean, it's 1970s, I guess, when he was, right. when he came on, on, on the big scene. Yeah. And for our listeners who, who like to play along, I think it's, G Beecham, B E E C H A M dot com. I'd have to look it up real quickly, but Greg Beecham, B E C H A M. Yeah. Uh, his website. Yeah. G Beecham dot work, believe it yeah. or not. Um, you know, but he paints out of uh, what, Du Bois? Du Bois? How do you uh, it's, it's, it's Du Bois, is du how you say it in, in Wyoming. So, yeah. But uh, what about others? Any others that come to mind? I would say I've, you know, Chad Poppleton has become a really great friend of mine. Um, and, and I think of, you know, Joe Cronenberg, Chad Poppleton, people that got into it, you know, a few years before I did. Right. And I've been able to make good connections and, and Grant Redden, everybody knows Grant Redden. Sure. Um, nowadays his, his cowboy stuff is just off the charts. Um, and I've, I've been at a workshop or two with, with Grant. Um, but as far as just being really close to some other artists, I would say Chad Poppleton, Joe Cronenberg, even Brandon Bailey, you know, we've got some of the CA artists that are, they're just, they're just good, generous people, good folks. And, um, and all, yeah. And all friends of the museum of Western art, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't do what we do without the Chads and the Brads and, you know, those guys are just, just phenomenal. You mentioned yeah. workshops on several occasions. How important is a workshop? And do you still attend workshops? Um, I do occasionally. I, I've, I've slowed down for sure. I've actually started to teach some a little bit, which has been pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, you know, when you go to college, you know, the, <laughs> 
I'm not trying to bash on higher education at all, but a lot of art schools out there are just kind of weird. And especially when you're a realistic kind of painter and, and literal, um, the art world is so just whew, out there. Well, and I spent a number of years in, in art school, you know, getting my degrees. And I don't think I heard one word, maybe a paragraph at the most about Charlie Russell, about right. Remington, about the Western art world, the, the wildlife world that we live in. Yeah. So tied to the Bankskis and the, you know, the other kind of impressionist art that we don't, you know, really live in. Yeah. And there's That's so much life, you know, getting out there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's so it's so different. It's a it's an odd world, and and it's it's broad, and so for for you know us literal guys who like to paint things that look look realistic, and you know looks look like something, yeah, <laughs> right. It's it's just a whole nother world um, of of learning that you can get at a workshop versus. <laughs> A lot of the university scenes. Now, I was really blessed and fortunate to be at BYU Idaho. They had a very traditional program where drawing, design, composition—yeah, right, yeah, very solid basis in in just the very traditional approach to art. And I I couldn't have asked for a better foundation to run with. And then going to these these workshops where you're working with somebody who you love their work, you love their style. And you're you're trying not to just get a broad understanding of art. You're 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 specializing in very specific things, and you're looking for specific things that where you're getting stuck in your work. And so for me, a workshop has been almost you know a hundred times better as far as me getting solid usable information that I can then apply immediately. Um, you know versus at a at a a university or college where it's it's just much more broad and general and you're learning great things but it's not it's not really honing in on you specifically and and you're um it's just a different feel what are some of the things that you know now that you wish you'd have known when you first got started and i'll give you an example a recent podcast artist said they answered that question wish wish i had known more about business you know i yeah. was I was solid in the arts, but I didn't know how to do a spreadsheet. Didn't know how to contact clients. I mean, is that the kind of thing? Or I mean, is there something that you wish you'd have known? I think, yeah. yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of ins and outs that I wish I would have known. I think, yeah. And, and I think it mostly has to do with kind of that business side of, of how, what's the best ways to market myself. Um, you know, I, I didn't jump full into social media, probably, I, I feel like I was like three years later than I, I should have been right. um, jumping into social media. And, and I felt like um, just even some of the, the logistics around framing a painting and hardware of how to hang a painting and the wire systems, I felt like I was reinventing the wheel and I did a lot of dumb things trying to figure it out. Right. And, you know, paintings that end up falling off the wall because my anchors are garbage and <laughs> you know, just some of that. You know, it's really funny. We get works here at the museum, and one of the, we flip them over. You know, we examine them and look at them, and and, and you know, two or three times out of ten, we replace the wire. Right? We, you know, yeah. I'm not going to put it on the wall just to watch it fall off, especially right. 
young artist, you know, so you have to learn that with them. Yeah. How important is framing to you? It it has become massively important. I think, you know, a lot of artists, especially when they're starting out and, and they're not making a lot of money, they're like, well, what's the cheapest thing I can find? And a bad frame can can really just it can really do a, a bad thing to, to your work and and you know something that's cheap where you know for one it's it's chintzy it's rickety it's gonna fall apart that's not professional um and i've i i learned that relatively early i was fortunate to have some artists who were friends that were like hey mark like i gotta be honest with you like you you up your quality on your frames and it was the best it was the best advice they could have given me and i'm grateful and and honestly i think so many people are are it, it they don't take criticism very well and i felt like for the most part i've been able to receive good constructive criticism really well and and that was one of the i was so grateful for that feedback i started to to hire um framers especially if I had a custom kind of size painting, I would have them make me frames or, or I would buy, you know, these standard frames, but from quality sources where they were really well made and they would complement my work and, and not take away from it. Talk about your personal life for just a second, if you will, because yeah. people like to get to know the artist. Um, yeah. You have a young family. <laughs> yes. Yes. I call it the, the McKenna family circus. Um, <laughs> we have six kids. Six. And, yep. Okay. And, and I still look pretty slim. <laughs> oh, my wife is amazing. And I couldn't, I couldn't even be remotely close to where I'm at without her and her support. Um, she's an amazing woman. Our oldest, our oldest kid, um, she is 15 and our youngest is two. And so it's a pretty, pretty broad spread. Uh, we've got high school, middle school, elementary, preschool, and, you know, toddler. So it's like, yeah, we've got the full gamut. Time to paint. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, my wife's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot from artists, um, you know, and it goes back as far as Charlie Russell, you know, he had Nancy who held his world together, you yep. know, and I think that's real important in the art world and, and in general, in family life in general is have a great partner that you, uh, that you can trust to help get all the other stuff done while you do what you're, you're supposed to be doing. So that is absolutely the truth. And I, I struck gold. I really did. Any, um, any of the children interested in art? Absolutely. In fact, all of them love to, <laughs> to play around with, um, with paint, you know, crayons, they're all very artistically motivated and I don't know what's going to happen as far as, you know, if any of them are going to pursue it, you know, my oldest daughter loves photography. She loves watercolor. Um, my, I, by the way, all of my kids are, are boys except for five. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my you four girls, hurt, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Four girls and then and then my boy and then one other girl um and so my girls i talk about my girls a lot because my my boy he's just he's just a wild cowboy is what he is mm -hmm. and he he's not too into art at this point yet 
Um, but my older girls are really, they're just, they're creative. They love to, you know, anything crafty or, or creative. They just love getting into that stuff. And, you know, I think they have potential. I'm not one to really push it on them. Like if they're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, so excited to help them, but I'm just going to kind of let things, let things kind of fly on their own and see where they go. What's next for Mark McKenna, the artist? Man, uh, out there, you know, something that I'm actually working on quite a bit, and and I I don't know how I how I do it. I have an amazing wife, and right now I'm trying to create some online content. Okay. Obviously, I'm I'm always I've got paintings in line for you know I've got shows lined up and things like that and. I try to schedule those out as as best as I can, and and meantime, I'm trying to create some online content. I've already created a, a course for artists that's all about Photoshop. Okay. Um, teaching artists how to how to utilize that resource when they're manipulating their their reference material is it's just a phenomenal tool that a lot of artists don't don't know enough about. Um, and then I'm I'm creating a this it's kind of going to be under one umbrella but the rest of the course is going to be focused on on painting processes kind of the basics of oil painting and and then um my my process of painting the way that i lay down the paint and use the palette knife and build up texture kind of my approach and then also kind of even the finish work like framing and shipping and kind of some of those logistics that you, a lot of artists don't don't think about or hear about in their education and then also a little bit of business um you know how i run my business you know talk about keeping records and and making connections and you know getting people on an email list and right. approaching social media and and then also um the other aspect will be a little bit of camera basics a lot of artists need to use a camera and and especially i would say art you know artists that are a little bit older than i am that haven't been around digital cameras a whole lot it's just kind of some of those basics to let you just just start to get into it and use it without being afraid of it you know yeah well it sounds like you've got a full life uh a full, <laughs> yeah. full career ahead of you uh you know we're so thrilled here at the museum of western art to have you as part of our our world we hope you'll continue that relationship you know we'll tell Absolutely. you next our next roundup exhibition has been moved to april you are aware of that oh that's right yeah yeah so get get to painting now young man because we want <laughs> you to know. and i will okay. tell you when Patrons and, and staff were voting for works. Your piece, the, the coyote that we sold for you, was one of the you know the top three or four. Wow! People selected. They just oh, that's that's an it. honor. That's so cool. Thank you, know, you for sharing that. That's that's so awesome. You know, the Patrons Choice Award was won by Rachel Brownlee, but you were in the running there with it. It was one. Of the, <laughs> gosh, it was it's fun to watch. You know new artists. Rachel's a new artist, a young artist, I guess I would say, you know, especially compared to some of the old, you know, the old people who, you know, are in my show, in my shows. But yeah, we appreciate your support of, you know, what we're doing there. Wish you nothing but the best. 
Uh, let's remind everybody again about your website. How yeah. to find out more about you and your work and, and if they like the work, how do they buy it? Oh, that's, that's perfect. I would say, yeah, I'm, if, if, uh, if my, if I have an available painting, it's on my website. Okay. Um, and you'll actually get first, first glance will be on social media. So if you're on Facebook and Instagram, those yeah. are my, those are my two go-tos as far as social media goes. Right. I post immediately there and then I will typically almost within the same day will will post onto my website and i always if it's available i typically just say it's available um and if and the prices are on my website or if you want to send me a message you can you can get prices and that's mark um, studio.com yeah, com. studios plural Got yep it. yep what yeah. uh are you involved in galleries i i do work with one gallery in particular in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's a story of fine art. Okay. And they're right there on the square. Great gallery. They're wonderful. Um, I started to work a little bit with the Illume Gallery up in Phillipsburg, Montana. Right. At this point, it's more we're just trying to test the waters. So, but as far as Astoria goes, they're the ones that I'm. I would say is my main my main gallery. It's safe to assume that in the next year we're going to see your works in Great Falls, Montana. Yes. Kerrville, Texas. Yes, sir. Where else? Um, down at the Briscoe in San Antonio. So in March at the Briscoe. Yep, exactly. Definitely in Jackson. At, you know, the, the Wildlife Museum there. Um, as long as they invite me back. <laughs> um, the, the Buffalo Bill Art Show in Cody. Right. Um, and... Um, other than that, that's, those are kind of my, my main ones that are at least I think are guaranteed <laughs> at this point. So, and, and if anybody wants to know where they find your work, go out to the website, you have a listing of all your shows that are coming up, the works that are available. And we want people to go out there and enjoy the beautiful wildlife art, Western art of Mark McKenna. So we appreciate you taking the time today, Mark. Man, thank you so much, Daryl. It's such an honor and, and really like you guys are doing an incredible thing and your museum is phenomenal. And I'm, I'm thrilled to, to have met you in person and to, to have this interview and to, to be associated with you guys. It really, you know, our podcast is being watched, listened to by, you know, way more people than I ever thought possible would want to you know, tune in to listen to me, talk to anybody. Right. But, uh, you know, it's available on the Hill Country, Texas Hill Country Podcast Network a link available at the museumofwesternart.com. We encourage people to forward it to their friends and families. And, and you know, and when this, the, when this one comes out, I know it's going to be a popular because everybody wants to hear about Mark McKenna. Shoot. <laughs> well, you're all crazy, but thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time today. This has been It's Art. Let's talk about it. Podcast of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network and the Museum of Western Art in Kerrville, Texas. We encourage people to Come on out and see the lovely work of Mark McKenna hanging on the walls here at the museum. Watch for his work on markmckennastudios.com. And Mark, thank you for taking the time today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Daryl. Have a good one. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yep. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of It's Art. Let's Talk About It, a production of the Museum of Western Art in Kerrville, Texas. 
We'll help you visit the museum in person. We're located at 1550 Bandera Highway in Kerrville, Texas. Find out more about us by going to www.museumofwesternart.com. And we hope you'll join us next time for It's Art, Let's Talk About It. The podcast is produced by the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.